Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this season, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every single goddamn page in a trio of adventure modules for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes RPG, starting with Adventure MT1, All This and World War II. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. All This and World War II was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 6 of All This and World War II. We're wrapping up the player characters section today. Uh, This is the section that gives us stats and bios for a few West Coast Avengers we might want to play in this module. And this page also begins the section entitled Designing Your Own Hero Groups, which gives step-by-step advice for creating your own original superheroes and designing your own original superhero team. We're going to be talking about that section in days to come, but we'll hold off for now. Instead, I want to talk about the Scarlet Witch. The Scarlet Witch's entry begins on the previous page. There's a picture of her in a classic outfit, she's got basic stats that aren't worth discussing, and there's a description on the previous page of her hex spheres, uh, which are her mutant probability affecting power. There's a pretty long description here of how hex spheres work, but in retrospect, explaining Scarlet Witch was just a lot easier in 1989 than it is now. Basically, Wanda functionally has what the core Marvel superhero rules would refer to as matter control and energy control, but she can only use it to make things happen that are possible. It gives the example that she can't just create objects out of nowhere. Although you can understand why this confuses people, because the idea of what is possible and what is impossible is a little hazy in the context of a story about a magical mutant witch and her intangible android husband made from a robot corpse. Beyond her mutant ability to affect probabilities, Wanda also has actual magical powers. There's a little description on the previous page of just low-grade magical shit she's done. You know, she can tell when something is magical. Uh, She has intuitive dreams about mystical events that are going to happen. She can do a ceremony to talk to spirits. I'd put her like right between a Giles and a Willow. If magical shit needs to get done in your story, she can say the words and light the candles. And incidentally, it says here in the description of her magical abilities that she, quote, taught minor weather control magic to a teenage student, which is kind of funny given that these are still sort of satanic panic days for TSR. There's still some concern among parents that Dungeons and Dragons is from the devil. And the Marvel Superheroes role-playing game is definitely an attempt to reach a younger market for role-playing games. But ironically, Wanda is really flying under the radar here. Like, because she dresses in bright red and she pals around with Captain America, parental watchdogs do not seem to have put together that she is like a woman posing as a respectable suburban housewife. But she's actually a shady, double-ethnic minority who practices magic, communes with spirits, and invites local teenagers over supposedly just for a good time but then tries to teach them real magic. Wanda Maximoff basically is a character from a chick tract, and I'm just a really big fan of that. By the way, the teenager that Wanda is teaching magic to is uh, Holly LaDonna, who I looked up because I wanted to know about this weird magical mentee relationship that Scarlet Witch had going, and then I found a Google autocomplete for her. She must have been in WandaVision, which I have not seen. But let's just take a moment to acknowledge, number one, how weird it is with the success of the MCU that we now live in a world where Google will complete Holly LaDonna for you, that teenager that Scarlet Witch talked to about weather one time in a comic book series from the late 80s. And also, let's once again contemplate how fucking irrelevant the Zarkovs are that Holly LaDonna is at least vaguely in the public consciousness in 2021, but they didn't even make the cut to appear in WandaVision, which dug deep enough to pluck Holly LaDonna out of comic book obscurity. Speaking of the Zarkovs, they're mentioned here as good friends of the Scarlet Witch under her contacts. Scarlet Witch is an old character who's been all over the place as both a mutant and an Avenger, so we just get everybody here. Quote, In addition to her contacts within the Avengers, Wanda is a friend of the Inhumans and Doctor Strange. 
Wanda was also a student of the now-deceased Agatha Harkness, and she can sometimes communicate with Harkness's dead spirit. Wanda's father is Magneto, her brother is the hero Quicksilver, and she is married to the android Vision. The Scarlet Witch is currently tutoring Holly LaDonna, a local teenager, and her friends include Glynis and Ilya Zarkov, the stage magicians Glamour and Illusion. Those are their stage names, which are name-dropped in WandaVision. I know, I looked it up. Don't fucking at me about the Zarkovs. You diminish no one but yourself. And that's just Wanda's, like, work life. She's also got this whole pre-superhero and supervillain backstory. Quote, Wanda was born on Wondegor Mountain, citadel of the High Evolutionary and prison of the Demon Cathon. It goes on to say that she and Quicksilver were raised by the Maximoff family, who were Romani, then they joined the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, then they joined the Avengers, then they had two kids, Thomas and William. It's so many things. It's so many characters. Everything from, you know, marquee acts like the Avengers and Magneto down to, like, the Demon Cathon, the High Evolutionary. Agatha Harkness, who's dead, but she's still here. The dumbest thing on this page is an omission, one that I feel personally upset about. Where the hell is Bova? No room, you say? There was room for the Zarkovs, room for Holly LaDonna, room for Wanda's dead mentor, room to identify, as of the time of this writing, two of her three fathers, one of whom is Django Maximoff, who's got to be hitting a 0.7 or 0.8 on the Zarkov scale of irrelevancy, and a lot of these things add nothing. Scarlet Witch knows a teenager. We don't need to know her name. She's just a teenager. Could be anybody. Django. We don't need to know his first name. We even get the name of the town where Scarlet Witch and Vision live. Leonia, New Jersey. I don't know how to pronounce the name of that city in New Jersey. And why would I? There's no payoff to giving me this information. Mentioning Bova, though, is both highly relevant to the formation of Scarlet Witch's character and easy to summarize. Bova was the midwife who helped deliver Scarlet Witch and who cared for her as a baby, and Bova is a cow. That's a fucking logline. Clearly one of the most interesting things in this backstory. If I were on a date with the Scarlet Witch, like an early date, maybe don't bring up like the midwife who delivered you on your first date, that's weird, but like date three or four, we're looking for things to talk about, where we're kind of getting into our personal backgrounds. Given these two things about you, that you live next door to stage magicians, and that you were raised as a baby by a cow... I for sure want to hear about the second one. It's a better story. And, you know, some of this other stuff is important, but it also takes a long time. we got a limited space here, just as, you know, on a date. We're not going to sit here for hours. You're not going to describe your dad's whole, like, personality and how he shaped your life. You know, that's that's relationship shit. You get into that when we're together over time. We'll explore each other's lives. If we're waiting for the coffees to come out at the coffee shop, and then we're both out of here, we got to go back to work or whatever, maybe we've got 10 minutes. My brother and I were raised in a shack by a cow. That's a story that's interesting from minute one. Obviously, in this scenario, it's not like I'm turning down another date with the Scarlet Witch, regardless, but just in general terms, anybody, anybody I would be out on a third date with at a coffee shop. If you tell me that you were raised by a cow, that leaves me wanting more. I think we're going to have a, a fourth date probably just on the basis of that, because I need to know about this cow. So why the fuck do I know that Scarlet Witch mentors a neighborhood teenage nobody named Holly? But there's no mention of the fact that she was raised by a goddamn cow. I love Bova. I have always loved Bova. I'm always so happy when she appears in comics. She's a very simple minor character. Clear gimmick. Obviously very visually identifiable. Both in story and out of story, people love Bova. So I think I think this is outrageously bad judgment about what are the important things in Scarlet Witch's life to talk about in this bio and what's going to interest the reader. And given that we're describing one of the more complicated characters in the Marvel Universe in like a tight five here, what's got the biggest punch in the quickest time? And the answer is cow. Anyway, after a survey of this fucking island of misfit Avengers, you can see why perhaps you would want to play your own original superhero. And you know what? If I'm going to shoot the moon and invent my own superhero, why would I make them a West Coast Avenger? 
In just a couple of pages, we're going to start talking about creating our own original superheroes and creating superhero teams for them to join and then squabble with, and I cannot wait for that discussion. Before that, though, join me next time when my superhero identification skills meet their match on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact the show however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Podbean, Gmail, Instagram, etc., etc. This episode's theme music is Robinson's Grand Entry March, performed by the United States Air Force Concert Band. Thanks for listening.